as we move forward in our service time where we break open the word. I ask that you turn to Revelation chapter 20, 20. Revelation chapter 20. Today we'll be in Revelation chapter 20. We'll be looking at verses one through three and also seven through 10. Revelation chapter 20, verses one through three and seven through 10. We also want to send a shout out to Branch Wood Towers um, for um, tuning in as well. That's our senior living place um, next to our church. Sister Washington, you're doing a great job in ministry for us over there as you continue to bring those into the household of faith um, at Clinton Baptist Church. Um, we are so grateful for you and how you are um, just ministering to our seniors over there and, and Pastor Reed, your leadership as well as Pastor uh, Tucker and our deacons as well. We are so grateful for you. We're in Revelation chapter 20, verses one through three, and um, we're going to skip down to seven through 10. Revelation chapter 20, verses one through three and seven and 10. Revelation chapter 20, let us pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. This blesses today. Remove any anxiety and fear out of me that your word may go forth, that we may grow today. Have your way, Lord God, as you open our eyes to your scripture. Penetrate our hearts that we may grow in your word, grow in stature, and grow in your favor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Revelation chapter 20, verse 1 through 3. It says, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, the serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nation no more till the thousand years was finished. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. Drop down to verse seven. It says, now when the thousand years have, have inspired, Satan was released from his prisons, from his prison, and will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Megog, to gather them together to battle, whose number is as the sea, as the sand of the sea. They went up to the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil, who deceived them was cast into the lake of the fire and brimstone where the beasts and the false prophets are. And they will be tormented day and night for forever and ever. On this morning, as we come to our last series or last sermon in our series, Lucifer, Satan, the devil. 
I want to speak to you from the topic, the doom of Satan. The doom of Satan. Over the last couple of weeks, we have learned a lot about Satan. We have learned that Satan's name was Lucifer. We learned that he had the highest angelical ranking. He was one of the highest angelical ranking beings. We learned that he was the worshiper of God, that he was created to worship God, and he, 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 he had melody, melody in his heart. He had pipes coming out of him, and he was just that, that worshiper of God. We learned that in his uh, worship to God, he also had free will to choose if he wanted to serve God or not. And he decided um, by his pride that he wanted to be like God and God kicked him out of heaven and he became Satan. First he was Lucifer and now he became Satan. We have learned that he is a deceiver and we have learned that he had the strategies that he do to try to get us off the mark of God. And on last week, we learned that he is the tempter. We learned that he tempt us in, in every way that, that God allow him to tempt us and to test us, to, to show us that, that, that we, can, um, we, are, we can be tempted by him, but God is stronger than him. And we learned so much about Satan and Lucifer. But now we come to the, to the end. We come now to this prophetic passage that's speaking of a time that will come, the, and it talks about the doom of Satan. It talks about the that 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 Satan will will come to an end and and how he will be doomed and and I don't know about you but that's a great way to to get excited to know that that Satan won't give us any problems anymore that Satan doom is coming to an end that Satan will will be doomed at the at the end of the world that we no longer have to deal with the evil and, and wickedness of Satan we are so grateful and I'm so thankful that that God is bringing an end to Satan I mean he's been terrorizing our city terrorizing our lives terrorizing our nation, terrorizing our world from the beginning of creation. And now we are so excited. We are so excited, uh, Stacy. We are so excited, and we are so excited, Joshua. We are so excited, Charmaine, that, that, that now Satan is coming to an end, that Satan will, will be doomed. And we look at this prophetic scripture. We looked at this exotology will mean the end times. And here today is, is not a shouting message, but is a growing message. It's a message that we're going to learn about the end times and the, and the doom of Satan as, as God. And I mean, as John, who is the um, half brother of Jesus, lay out this vision of this prophetic prophecy of the doom of Satan on the island of Patmos as he write the book of Revelation. And here... We will learn about the damnation of, of Satan. From the very beginning of time, Satan has been destructive in his evil ways. As a matter of fact, John 10, 10 says it like this, that he come to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's been doing that since the beginning of time. But here in this text, the great news lets us know that Satan time is coming to an end. 
Revelation chapter 12, a matter of fact, verse 12 tells us that, that Satan, the devil, is living on bar time. It lets us know that, that his time is coming to an end. And here, John, who is the half-brother of Jesus, penned this, this prophetic verse or, or scripture describing to us Satan's end and Satan doom. Here in the text, the, the first three verses we see and we want to look at is Satan was bound. Let's look at this. In verses one through three, we see Satan is bound. It says in verse one through three, in Revelation chapter 20, it says, then Satan, an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a chain in his hand. And he laid hold the dragon, the serpent of old, who is the devil, Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottom of this pit. And he shut him up and set a seal on him. So he should not deceive the nations no more to the thousand years were finished. Here we see that there was an angel of the Lord that, that came down from heaven and in the angel hand he had a in one hand he had the keys to the pit and I like this because the keys to the pit he had the the keys to open the pit up and also in his other hand he had a chain where he where he took Satan and he bound Satan up he 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 bound his hands together he bound his feet together and and the scripture says that he put him in a pit in a in a bottomless pit as a as a prison and the angel came down that that that's that's good news to let us know that that that, that God has power over Satan that God that God came down and sent his angel to 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 to, to wrap Satan up to bound him and to put him in prison for a thousand years I don't know about you but that that's that's some good things that's that's good to know that 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 Satan um will not be uh destructive all of our life that straighten Satan has an expiration date and his angel came and and he, and, he, and, he, and he and he and he wrapped Satan up and he he threw him in a pit and and uh, and, and locked the gate and, and 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 he was bound for a thousand years now, let me help you explain this, because I told you this is not a shouting message, this is a teaching message. So now as we look at this thousand years, what is the thousand years? What, 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 what is the Bible talking about? What is Revelation talking about? Because we know he's, he's going to be in a pit. We know the angel's going to come and bound him and throw him in this pit. But it says for a thousand years, what is that talking about? So today I just want to introduce you to some theology, to some doctrine. That, that, that we believe here at Clinton Baptist Church that the, the Bible support. So Satan was bound in, in this pit for, he will be bound in this pit for a thousand years. And here at Clinton Baptist Church, we believe according to scripture that the great next event that will happen in the kingdom of God and in the world is the rapture. Walk with me. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. It's all going to make sense. We're all going to make sense. I'm going to get back to the thousand years. It's all going to make sense. So we believe that the rapture is the next great event that will happen. This rapture is the return of Christ 
where it's shown according to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 through 18, talks about the rapture. And this is the end of the church age, which now we are living in a church age, and the next great event is the rapture. And here at Clinton Baptist Church, we believe that this next great event is the rapture where Jesus Christ will come in the air. The trumpet of Christ will sound. As a matter of fact, let me read it to you in your hearing. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. It tells us that Christ will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then those who are in Christ that are alive will be caught up together with him in the cloud to meet the Lord. So this is the rapture that, that Christ will come in the air. And, he, and those who are dead in Christ, those who are died and who are believer and died in faith in Jesus Christ, now will be risen from the dead. It doesn't matter how you died. You can be burned in a fire or ate by sharks in the sea. It doesn't matter if you buried in a casket. Those who are dead will be risen first and they will meet Christ in the air. And then those who are alive in Christ, meaning all believers who have surrendered their life to Jesus Christ, who are alive in Christ now after the dead has rise, the ones who are alive and still here will be risen up as well. And they will meet Christ in the air. And that is the return of Christ. That is the rapture. And then also after the rapture, Immediately following the rapture, we have the tribulation, which is also found in the scripture. And Daniel chapter 12 talk about it. First Thessalonians chapter 5 talk about it, as well as Revelation 16 talk about the tribulation. So now we have the rapture that is over where the dead in Christ will rise and those who are alive will be caught up. Now life still go on and, and, and here on earth. And if, if the rapture come and you still here, that means you wasn't saved. So now we go immediately into the tribulation period, which Daniel talk about it and in Revelation chapter 16 talk about it. And the tribulation period is seven years of tribulation. In this seven years of tribulation, God will bring judgment on the earth. The Antichrist will come and the Antichrist will come and deceive people and people who believe in the Antichrist because he's going to come as an Antichrist showing, uh, making people believe that he is Jesus Christ. So he's going to come and the Antichrist is going to come and make people believe that he is Jesus Christ. The Bible says that the Antichrist is going to be so deceiving that the noble people are going to believe that that is Christ. And once they surrender their life to the Antichrist, believing that that is Christ, he's going to then identify himself. And in identifying himself, he's going to let them know that he is the Antichrist. And at that time, they will get the mark of the beast on them. They will get the mark of the beast on their forehead or on their hand, which symbolize that they belong to the devil. And this will happen in the, in the uh, tribulation period, which is seven years of judgment of God. And in the tribulation period, it's seven years, it's three and a half years of tribulation and three and a half years of great tribulation. 
And during this time, God's judgment will rain down on the earth for the sin of man. And God will bring judgment. But in that time, God will send out 144 saints to go out and witness. 144,000 saints to go out and witness the people and, and, and still have an opportunity to place their faith in Jesus Christ, although it would be hard. So this is the tribulation period. So immediately after the tribulation period, now we get to the millennial period. And the millennial period is a thousand year period that we're talking about right now. So we have the rapture, we have the church age, and when, when the church age comes to the end, it's going to be the rapture. And then when the rapture comes to the end, we're going to go into tribulation, which is seven years, three and a half years of tribulation, three and a half years of great tribulation. I'm trying to teach right now. And then after the tribulation, we're going to have the millennial period. And a millennial period is also found in the scripture as well. The millennial period here is found in um, the millennial period is found in, in Revelation chapter 20 right here in this verse. And this is a thousand year reign. So we're going to happen after the tribulation. Christ is going to come back with the saints of God. As according to uh, Revelation chapter 20, verse 14, he's going to come back with the saints of God and he's going to touch foot here on earth and he's going to reign for a thousand years. So this is what's going to happen. It says that the, 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 that, that the angel will come down and he will bind Satan and put him in the bottom of his pit for a thousand years. A thousand years he's going he gonna to bound Satan. For a thousand years, and this is the millennial period where Christ will reign, where we will come back here to earth and reign with Christ and be here with Christ, and there will be no more evil. There will be no more destruction. There will be no more sin. There will be no, no more um, death. There will be nothing going on that was evil intent. And we will reign with Christ, and Satan will spend a thousand years in this bottomless pit said that Satan will spend a thousand years in his bottomless pit. This is the bound of Satan. But we also see in the end of verse number three, Jackson, Aiden, and Troy, and Donna, we also see in the, in the verse, ending verse of number three, Sister Tracy and Lee, we also see here that some things change. So we see Satan is bound now in chapter three. I mean, now in chapter 20 verse at the end of verse three and, and verses seven through eight, we see Satan is released. So let's look at that. the end of chapter three. It says that, but after these things, he must be released for a little while. And verse seven says, now when the thousand years have expired, that's the millennium period. Once the thousand years have come to an end, Satan will be released from, from his prison, which is the bottomless pit, and will go out to deceive the nation, which are in the four corners of the earth, Agog and Magog. And, and, um, and Magog, and he says that um, to gather them together to battle, whose number is as the sea, I mean, as the sand of the sea. So he says that Satan will be released. We see that Satan will be bound. The angel will come 
and he would bound them up in chains and throw them in the bottom of this pit for a thousand years during the millennial period. And we would come back with Christ and reign and it would be no evil. But then after the millennial period is over, that thousand year period is over. Satan will be released for a little while. Now watch this. He'd be released for a little while. Now, once he's released for a little while from that bottomless pit, watch this. This is, this is, this is so amazing that he go right back to his character. He go right back digging distance to, to who he is. The Bible says that he went to deceive the nations. He went right back to being deceitful. He went right back to being who, who he's, who he is and, and how he, he, and his character. He went right back to deceive the nation and he go deceive these nations and he convinced these nations to come and go to battle against the saints of God. So what he does, he convinced these nations who were, who were so big. The scripture says they were as the sea, as the sand of the sea. It was this innumerable amount of, of, of people in these nations that came against the saint of God. So what they did was they surrounded the saints and they surrounded the holy city of God, the beloved city, which believe is Jerusalem, which is Israel. They surrounded the cities. And in that, and in his release, he deceived them. He deceived them to believe that they can go into battle. He believed that he had them to believe that they can come against the saints of God. And the scripture says that when they came into battle to try to fight against the saints of God, God intervened. Oh, that's some good stuff right there. That God, even in, in the last times and in the, in the end times, God is still protecting his people. That God is still watching over us and covering us. That God is still uh, 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 showing how much he loved us and how much he cared for us and how much he make provision for us. Because at the end time, they surround the cities. They surround the city of God, the beloved people of God, the saints of God in battle. And I know, I just can't believe that the people of the saints of God wasn't afraid. They wasn't scared. They, 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 I just can't believe that they wasn't scared. I know me, I'll be afraid and I'll be a scared because I'm surrounded around all my enemies and they coming against us and it's so many of them. But God rained down fire on them and destroyed every single one of them that came to battle against the people of God. Oh, that's some good stuff that you know that God still will have your back in the midst of your trouble, that you know that your enemy may surround you, that he may have so many people around you, but God has your back, that God will destroy your enemies that come around you. Some of you all right now are fighting the enemy of depression. You got to know that God has a way to destroy that enemy of depression. Some of you are fighting physical enemies that coming around you, that trying to take you out and destroy you and knock you off the will of God. God, but God will destroy your enemies. All you got to do is stand. Says that God destroyed them. That God rained down fire on them. That God destroyed them. They was destroyed. They were destroyed. That God destroyed all of them. Dale and Tammy, that God destroyed them. And whatever you're going through, Priscilla, whatever you're going through, Savon and Marvin, whatever you, whatever trouble that's, that's coming your way, you got to know that God has your back.
that God will look out for his saints. That God will take care of the, the people of God. He promised that. Matter of fact, he promised that to you. He promised that he will, he will look out for you. He promised you that he will be a refuge in the time of your trouble. He promised that he will be a comfort to you. That he will comfort you in your time of trouble and tribulation. Whenever the enemy surround us and make it seems like they bigger than God. All you got to do is stand and trust in God. And I know how I feel because I've been there. I've been in some places where it seemed like the enemy has the way, has the wind. It seems like he got the best of me. But all of a sudden, God shows up and things change. And God showed up on behalf of the saints. Said that he rained down fire on these people that the devil had deceived to come deceived and to come against God's people and he destroyed them. So here, as we look at Satan's, the doom of Satan, we've seen that Satan was bound in verses one through three. We've seen that Satan was released for a short period after the millennium. And now we see Satan's doom. Let's look at verse number 10. Verse number 10 in, in Revelation chapter 20. And we see Satan is doomed. This, this here you should be shouting. You should be celebrating right now knowing that Satan time is coming to an end. He says in verse number 10, then the devil who deceived them, speaking of those nations, was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beasts, where the beasts and the false prophets are. And they will be tormented day and night forever and forever. Now we see the doom of Satan. We see Satan's doom. It says, in verse 10, that the devil who is the deceiver of the nations was cast in the lake of fire. See, this is, this is so important to our times because the, day, the Satan was down bound again and he was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. See, people think that at the end, that we just, that those who don't accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior just going to hell. But Revelation tells us, right here in Revelation chapter 20, I believe it tells us that hell will be picked up and thrown into the lake of fire and hell will burn. So Satan skipped hell. Satan went straight to the lake of fire. And it says that he was thrown in the lake of fire. But it also tells us that he wasn't there alone. It says that he was there with the prophets, with the false prophets and the beasts. It tells me that, that, that there were other people there in the lake of fire with him. A matter of fact, scripture says there are some demons that are too powerful for God to release. So God had to keep them in everlasting chains. These are these demons that are, that are there with Satan because you got to understand that Satan is trying to take you with him. 
understand that Satan's strategy is to get you to, to go to hell and ultimately be in the lake of fire with him. So he's trying to deceive us now that we can walk away from God, that we won't surrender our life to Jesus Christ so we can experience this torment and this experience of the lake of fire with him. So we got to understand that in his doom, he's taking people with them. And right here in the text, it says that people will be with them, that he's not there by himself because he had the false prophets and the beasts. Those who demons who follow after him are there in the lake of fire with him. But there's another group that is there. And this group is a group who are human beings who have not surrendered their life to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. This group who will be there in the lake of fire with them are those who, who, who have rejected the gospel of Jesus Christ. You have been in church all your life and you never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. You heard the gospel and you said, nah, I'm good. Me and God is okay and, and, I, and I'm good. I'm going to get to heaven on my own merits. But the scripture tells us that the only way we can get to heaven is that we come through Jesus Christ and him alone, not by our works. Our works are not good enough. The Bible tells us that our works is as a filthy rag. So now because you reject the gospel of Jesus Christ, because you reject the finished work of Jesus Christ, because you will not surrender your life to him as your Lord and Savior, your last resting place will be the lake of fire. So not only will Satan be in the lake of fire, not only will his demons be in the lake of fire, not only will the false prophets be there, but also if you reject Jesus Christ, you will be there too. And this is the doom of Satan. Eternal fire in the lake of fire. But it goes a little further. It tells us that Satan was thrown in the lake of fire. It tells us that he had people with him. But then it goes on and tells us how the experience of the lake of fire would be. It says that he would be there tormented. He would be there tormented. He would experience pain and suffering. He would experience the torment of the lake of fire. And just because I want to help us for those who don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, torment in this lake of fire is not something that is made up. This is not a, 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 a um, this is this this is not a, a mirage or illusion. This lake of fire is a, a literal, real place. This is a place that Satan and, and those who don't believe in Jesus Christ will, will go and those who follow Satan and he will be tormented, the scripture says. And the scriptures gives us a description all throughout the Bible of this torment that, that, that those who don't uh, accept Jesus Christ and Satan will experience. Let me just give you a few of them. It said the torment that they will experience will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Let me help you out with wailing is. Wailing is a different than crying. Wailing is dif different than weeping. Wailing is a, 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 a noise from agony and, and, and severe pain. It's a ah, ah, wailing that they would experience. 
and it says that they be wailing. They will be wailing and they will have gnashing of teeth. That means they will grit their teeth trying to, to resolve the pain that they will feel in the lake of fire. It also tells us that they will be burning. And this is why the wailing will happen because it will be fire, unquenchable fire that will burn them. It will be so hot that they can't stand it, but they will never ever experience a, a separation, never experience an intermission, never experience a, a downtime, that they be welling all of their life, that they be gnashing their teeth because the pain of the fire was so hot. It said that they also, while they welling and gnashing of teeth and grinding their teeth and in that uh, extreme heat that is dark in hell, dark in the lake of fire that they can't see each other so the scripture gives you this picture that they will be bumping into each other hollering and screaming and not only that it said that the worms will be eating their flesh and they will get incorruptible flesh that means that their flesh will never die that it will always live for eternity and they will go through this for the rest of their life and it says that it would be dark and this is the experience that they will experience in the lake of fire this is the doom that await you if you don't surrender your life to jesus christ this is the doom that awaits satan and his demons and all his following so we see that he'll be thrown in the lake of fire we'll see that he don't he will not be alone but then the last thing i mean then we'll see that he'll be tormented he experienced extreme pain. Extreme pain he will endure in those who do not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But then it tells us something else, that in his doom and in his torment, that this will be for eternity. Look what the scripture says. The scripture says right here that he will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Wow. This is his eternal doom. He will be destroyed. He will be doomed forever. This torment, hear me out, this torment that Satan will feel, this torment and doom that you will feel if you do not accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior will never, ever come to an end. It's eternal, which means there's no end. They will be tormented and experience this torment day and night for forever and ever is no end. It's infinity and beyond for the rest of their eternal life they would experience this doom and torment. This is the doom of Satan. This is the destruction of Satan. This is the pain that Satan will experience. But I come with good news. Because some of y'all probably already checked out. And I hope you are learning and you're growing. Because this is sermons that's not preached. This is sermons that, that are overlooked. 
helping you understand theology and doctrine. That this is the doom of Satan. But they're good news for you and I. Because of sin, our destiny was to experience this doom. Because of Adam and Eve destruction, because of Adam and Eve disobeyed God and they, and they were deceived by Satan, the serpent, and then they disobedient to God, imputed to us, charged on all mankind, was the death of condemnation, the doom that we are supposed to experience because of sin. But I'm so glad that Matthew 25 lets us know that the, the hell and the lake of fire was not created for man, but for Satan and his demons. But because of sin, man have chose to go to hell and then ultimately be thrown into the lake of fire to experience this eternal doom. But because of God's grace, because of his son, Jesus Christ, because of his seed, who here prophetically said in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, my seed will come, the woman's seed will come and crush the seed of the serpent, will crush the serpent head and destroy the, the, the serpent. Because of the grace of God, he, he gave his son, he wrapped himself up in flesh and came through a virgin named Murray and was born in a trough in Bethlehem so he can come and die on the cross so you and I may be free from this eternal doom that Satan is trying to take us in. There's good news that because of the mercy and the grace of God, that looked in our eyes and said that I'm gonna make a way that you can escape the condemnation that await you. That I'm gonna give my son to dwell here on earth for 33 years without sin. So he can be offered up as a sacrificial lamb. He can be offered up to die on the cross for the sins of the world. That he'll be beaten all night that he'll be cursed at and he'll be, uh, they'll place a crown of thorns on his head. They will mock him and spit on him and parade him in the streets of Jerusalem, mocking him and they will nail him to the cross just so he can die that gruesome death for you and I to be, rece be received to God and we may escape this doom that awaited us. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to know that we have a redeemer in Jesus Christ, that because of his death, we don't have to experience the doom that awaited us because of our sin. I am excited that now I know that my, my, when I breathe my last breath, I will not spend my rest of eternity in hell or the lake of fire, but I will spend it with Jesus. And if I have any saints with me that know that they have been redeemed, that know they are the redeemed of the Lord, that the Lord has saved your life, this is a time where you should be thanking God, where you should be shouting and you should be praising that you don't have to experience this doom 
that Satan experienced and he's trying to get us to experience. But for you who don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's a way out for you because the scripture said he died for all. What is all? That means every man and every woman. That means every boy and every girl. That means every color and every status that he died for you. It doesn't matter what you have in your life. All you got to do is accept the gift that God has given us in his son, Jesus Christ, to, that died on the cross and shed his blood for the remission of our sin. I ask you today, I plead with you today, if you don't accept him as your Lord and Savior, you're going to be doomed like Satan. You're going to experience the torment that he will experience. But today is your day. You can be released from condemnation. You can be released from the doom of Satan. All you got to do is surrender to him. That we can escape the eternal doom. We can escape the eternal doom and have eternal life. Romans chapter 10, 9 says it like this. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God have raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. Acts chapter 16, verse 31 says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Second Corinthians chapter 5, 21 says it like this. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that he might, because of the righteousness of God in him, God has set, sent his son as a redeemer so that those that receive him will not experience doom. Today, I petition you. Today, I call out to you. Today, I ask you. Will you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? 